I heard a uh, story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Everything you've heard about me is true. Tell me a story. Wait. Like my story? Well, then I got a big bad bear story for you out there. The story had me a little confused. Uh... Tonight's top story. And then this one time, Ginny wasn't on the bus to go to school. That's exactly what happened. Boy, what a story. This one time at band camp? All right, now let's see where were we. And I'll tell you a me tale of woe. Far off tales and children's stories, that's all that is. Welcome to Life's Mixtape. I am your host, Bethany Severson, and this is where real people share their real life stories, the ups and downs, and everything in between. So sit back and relax. It's story time. All right, welcome to Life's Mixtape. This week's guest is Amber, and before I even started this podcast, I had asked her if I could interview her. Years ago, I had decided if there was going to be an apocalypse, I was going to go live at her house. And this was before she started 1898 Mama, before she started homeschooling her kids and making her own goat milk soap. (laughs) She's always been self-sufficient and a self-motivator since I've known her, which I think I met her years ago at VBS. So before we get too much going here, how would you describe yourself? Okay, so I hate having to answer this question, Um, not only, like, my entire life, but especially lately, because I feel like I'm really starting to discover myself. Um, My simple answer that I would tell, like, anybody is that I'm a homeschooling mom of five, but that's not really describing me, that's just describing what I do. So basically, I would just say I'm an awkward person who loves to laugh, learn, and create. Now, I would say you're not just a mom, or a wife. (laughs) You're like a real-life superhero. With everything you tackle, I wanted to ask you and talk to you about how you balance everything and not lose your sanity. Okay, so honestly, before this last baby came, I might have possibly agreed with you, Um, but this last baby has really humbled me. He's forced me to take my life and figure out exactly what my priorities are and what I should be spending my time on. So up until about a year ago, I was seemingly, I was doing it all. And then this last year... I have been cutting things out of my life left and right. It's been a really tough year for me. So in order to keep my sanity, I have really had to figure out what my priorities are and try not to compa- not to play the comparison game with other moms. That is a hard one. It's so hard. I sometimes have to ca- take like a like a social media break. <laughs> yes. I'm like, yes. I just everyone's Instagram looks so good. I'm like, eh, my so house tough. is a mess. <laughs> Piles of dishes and laundry. (laughs) The struggles are real. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's get started on homeschooling your kids, as I mentioned before. When did you decide to kind of dive all in? And at the time when you started, you were doing daycare, right? Yes. So I was a full-time in-home daycare provider. I had 12 kids or 12 toddlers, I guess, at the time. Um, My daughter was going to preschool and I hated every moment she was gone. And not because it was bad preschool, I just had this overwhelming feeling that she shouldn't be leaving me every day. Um, My husband, and I still feel that way with all my kids, I hate when they leave, but my husband made me let her finish the preschool year out, um, so I would be sure I wanted to homeschool, and he didn't want our kids homeschooled at all. But now, he feels completely opposite, and there's no way he would send his kids to public school. That's funny. So for anyone who's interested in homeschooling, what are some resources you would say to go check out? 
The first thing that I would recommend is a book called 102 Top Picks for Homestyle or Homeschool Curriculum by Kathy Duffy. It has tests in it that you fill out and it helps you see what your homeschooling style is. And then it leads you towards curriculums that would be a good fit for you. And that was super helpful for me when I started because I had no idea what to look into. And then especially if you're going to pull your kids out of public school, you should really look into what unschooling is. You can basically just Google it and look at all the links. Um, and I think that letting your child unschool, no matter what the age is, would be the best thing for you to do for not only yourself, but for your child too, whether it's a few weeks or a few months. Um, just get that public school mentality out of both of your guys' heads. So what do you, when you say unschooling, I guess, what is that? So basically unschooling is just living your life like obviously okay. not sitting in front of a tv all day long but yeah. kind of like just <laughs> learning to live together again and um you kind of have to learn that it's okay that you're not learning at a desk mm-hmm. that you can learn you know while you're baking cookies or while you're going for a walk or whatever one thing i've always found interesting about homeschooling i have like a handful of friends that homeschool their kids is that what they go over with their kids, it only takes, like, maybe two, maybe three hours. But it sounds like it only takes, like, a couple hours a day. Yeah, so today we actually, we tried a new, like, routine, if you will. So we did an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon. And we actually finished both hours early. Nice. So are you a part of any homeschooling groups? I am a part of a homeschool co-op. We meet every other Friday. Um, and then I also found another one that I want, want to join, but when they meet up, it just hasn't worked out for us yet. And then obviously like the Facebook groups on, um, Facebook, like all the Christian homeschool mom groups. Yeah. Okay. So along with the homeschooling, you have started your kids doing like house chores and other responsibilities pretty young around your house, like helping load the laundry. Um, I've seen, on um, I've seen kind of on your social medias that you've had your oldest kind of help and prep uh, different meals around your house? Yeah, yeah. So I finally, finally feel like I'm starting to see fruition from like what feels like decades of hard work when really it's been a few years, but at least with my oldest kid. Um, my other kids are still in training mode. Um, my eight-year-old can do the things that my nine-year-old can do. Okay. But it's a fight to get him to do it, where my nine-year-old will just notice things that need to be done, and she just goes into do mode. My kids are, like, the opposite. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my nine-year-old fights me, and my six-year-old is like, Mom, how can I help you? <laughs> well, at least you've got one. Like, one I do. person <laughs> is all you need. Um, yeah, and then my four-year-old, she's, like, always ready to help cook and clean, and she's starting to take initiative initiative to pick up when she sees a mess. Um, because she knows that I won't play with her and I can't play with her if I have to pick up all these little toys so that the babies don't eat it. Um, and I refuse to let my kids not know how to run a household when they leave my house. So when I got married, I lived off of SpaghettiOs, ramen noodles, and Mountain Dew. And it wasn't even like the packaged ramen noodles. Like it was the styrofoam cup ramen noodles. So I had no idea how to cook. Like I could clean, but that's only because that came from years of houseworking or housekeeping work. Um, so yeah, I've had to learn everything little by little. I totally 100% agree with you. I've 
definitely told my kids by the time you leave this house yes you will know how to function (laughs) because yeah it's the same thing like I when I got married I even in college I was like I don't know how to do simple tasks that like (laughs) other normal human beings know how to do and I was like what how do people how do people how do you adult (laughs) well and, and like I said I have a nine and six year old and right now they fold their own laundry and they put it away and right now, you know, I can pay them in marshmallows because that's pretty much all I have that I can afford to pay them with. Um, but, yeah, they're told, you know, mom and dad need help and they can't, we can't do everything. And so sometimes they do help wash the dishes um, and take out the garbage. So, yeah, like at one point we were doing chores for money. Um, we've stopped that now, but we'll probably pick it up again. I don't know, in a few years, who knows when it'll be picked up again when they start asking for more money, I guess. Um, but as of right now, it's just a requirement that we all work together to keep the house clean. Like, you're a part of this family. You live in this house. So let's be a team. Let's keep our things nice, or at least as nice as we can with five young kids. That's a good idea. We're a team. Yeah. We're not, like, against each other. So I totally admit this is not, like, a big secret. I'm, I'm a terrible helicopter mom. <laughs> I I hate messes. <laughs> When messes are involved, I just, I cannot handle it. They're getting too crazy. It gets too loud. Um, That's just not for me. But I've seen in your snaps, you've let your kids, actually, I think I saw saw today, today. you let let your kids kids. use, like, leftover Halloween makeup on your face. Um, They run around in their diapers in the mud. You know, they're just living their best best lives. How do you, how do you do that? How do you just kind of feel like you are living carefree so this is kind of funny because messes give me huge anxiety like I get a short fuse when things are cluttered and messy like I am known to grab a black um garbage sack and be like all right I'm throwing toys away I'm done (laughs) but I do know the importance of messy play and that truly is the best way for young kids to learn and I also know the importance of a good immune system so eating some mud is good for the body um, there are some limits, though. A big one being we only make slime in the spring and summer when we can do it outside. Um, the big kids would be allowed to do it if we didn't have so many little kids that needed to be involved. But that's one of the downfalls to having younger siblings. Some Somehow, somewhere in my house, there was slime and it leaked out of the bag. So now there's like this massively weird spot on my kitchen table no. or my dining table. <laughs> so it's like forever. Oh. This is a slime spot. <laughs> So, okay, going back to the intro, I mentioned you started 1898 Mama. So for our listeners, can you kind of describe, you know, how you got that started, what it is? Yeah, so 1898 Mama has been years in the making, and basically it's a lifestyle. So what I'm trying to do is mix old school values with new school technology. So it kind of started with me, like, learning how to cook and how to actually lose the baby weight with my first baby. Um, so I started working out, doing all the beach body things, you know, and exercise mm-hmm. needs good nutrition. And when I first started, I totally believed in the low fat, low calorie stuff. Um, and eventually it evolved to who I am today, where I'm like reading labels and looking at ingredients because I'm looking for true health, not like weight loss. Yeah. Um, and I no longer <laughs> care about hitting a certain number of calories, but I care about fueling my body and my family's bodies with ingredients that God has given us. So it's not only what we put in our body, but it's what we put on our body too. Um, 
So I went from wanting to exercise to lose baby weight to learning about nutrition, which brought me to learning how to grow my own food and to actually like hunt and preserve anything and everything that I can that's kind of as local as possible that I can do and real food. So long story long, it doesn't really have a start date, um, but it's just evolved from being like exercise to nutrition to motherhood stuff to cooking. So that's why I say 1898 Mama is a lifestyle. Yeah. And I've been in your, or I'm in your Facebook group, and I've definitely trying, tried to start kind of reading more of the ingredients. Um, like an easy one you pointed out was, you know, potatoes, mm-hmm. like hash browns, and how certain brands, it just says potatoes. Yes. <laughs> and how other brands, there's like 30 things in there, and I'm like... Why? Like, my I hash browns never... don't need the extra stuff. I just got the right. potatoes. <laughs> I was like, I would have never thought about that. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> ridiculous? You it so, going with... Okay, so talking about 1898 Mama, our listeners, of course, want to know how you came up with that name. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've got a long version and a short version. The short version is just that my husband's great-great-grandparents, um, they purchased the land that we live on in 1898. So that's kind of a boring version. So (laughs) we'll go into the long version. And we used to live in town and we would drive out to my husband's grandpa's land like a few times a week, which was, I mean, it's less than a mile away from where we used to live. And we would just go out exploring and take the dogs running. And um, I told my husband one time, I was like, I don't know how much longer I can live in town. Like, I just need to be out there. So we ran the numbers and... There was zero chance that we would be building a home out here, um, especially on the salary that he made at the time, which was crap. And so a few weeks go by and I go to the store and I see our town's newspaper and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll pick up the newspaper today. I've never bought that newspaper before and I've actually have not bought it since then. So inside this is a classified section and I was looking through it and I seen a house for sale and I asked Rusty, my husband, where it was. And he looked and explained where the house was, and that was it. So what I didn't know was that there was an ad under that house for another house to be moved. And it was a parsonage that was about 10 miles out of town. And so my husband called them without talking to me about this, and he asked (laughs) if this house is still available. And um, someone else was interested, but we could come look at it. So Rusty told me about it, and we went and looked, and we left wanting the house, And it's like an old farmhouse, which I love old crap. So, (laughs) perfect. Um, So, yeah, then Rusty called all the people that needed to be hired if this was to go through, you know, like to dig the foundation, do the water lines, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And this was at the end of September. So, construction jobs, like, they're booked. It's the end of the season. They don't have time for other things. Mm -hmm. And we ended up getting a call that the other person that wanted the house wouldn't be able to move it until next spring. So, if we could get it done that fall, it was ours. So my husband got everything lined up, and we got the house moved onto his family's land. It was, like, November 20th-ish. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... That was fast. So fast. Like, I don't know how many of the contractors and, like, whatever, the people that we hired, like, every single one of them was like, that doesn't happen. Um, Right. So it was a complete blessing for us from God. Like, everything lined up so perfectly that it was just completely obvious that it was in God's hands. Was he the one that read the fine print that said this house needs to be moved? Right? Probably. He's like, he's like Amber, uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of missed this fine right? print at the bottom. 
You're not doing what I'm, what I'm saying. <laughs> That's me. I always miss. I get so excited about something, and then Lucas is like, you had to read the fine print here. <laughs> okay, so we also talked about you making your own soap, and you have a YouTube channel. Yeah, so let's start out talking about my goat milk soap. So, um, I used to have goats. I've sold them since the time with plans to get more in the future when my kids are a little older and I don't have to do it all myself. Okay. So, I ended up selling my goats. But, yeah, so I made goat milk soap and it could have, like, really taken off. Like, it was super successful and I couldn't keep up with demand and I actually had to wait for product to arrive. Um, so, that slowed down my soap making even more. And eventually, I just had to stop. I couldn't do it by myself. And financially, it didn't pay enough to hire help. So, yeah. I was actually already selling bars for $5 and not making much profit. And, like, me, there's no way I'm buying a bar of soap for $5. Um, right. So, I was not going to charge any more than that. Like, I did for, like, the specialty bars, like the holiday bars. But even then, I was like, eh. So, unfortunately, that business died. I do still make the soap for my family, though, and then a few people that, like, loved it and have asked me to keep going. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. So, then my YouTube channel, 1898 Mama, I started it with motherhood stuff. Um, That's kind of just what I felt called to do, and I loved it. Okay, so here's where I made a mistake. I was like, oh, I can go somewhere with this. So, I hired, let's quote, unquote, a professional to help me make an income with it. Okay. Okay, I take that back. It's not really a mistake, because I did learn a lot of things. Yeah. Um, not the things that I will ever probably use, I guess. I don't know. But I love making the YouTube videos. I love editing it. I love filming it. Um, it's just so much fun. But this professional really made me niche down to a topic that could make me money. So I niched down to clean eating, which is fine, because I know an insane amount about it. But I'm not passionate enough to keep it going. Mm -hmm. So between making a niche mistake and being overwhelmed myself with a new baby, my channel has been on a break. But I do have a list of topics, um, motherhood and homesteading related, that will be filmed and up soon. I just have decided that I'm not going to niche down just so I can grow faster and make money. Like I'm just going to do it because I love it and I can feel God calling me on these topics even though it's not like what they would say is a smart thing to do and it's not what the professionals say to do. Yeah. Yeah. Those darn babies, they just... I know, they ruin everything. everything. (laughs) They really mix it up. Yeah, I mean, we have three kids. Why not start a podcast? Right? (laughs) Why not? It's not like we don't have enough stuff to do. (laughs) I'm bored. (laughs) Now I know everybody's going to be curious about this. (laughs) Um, So with your last baby, you gave birth, unassisted birth, might I say, uh, in your house. You had a pool in your kitchen. It was your husband and your photographer and just you. That was it. Yep. I did do that. (laughs) I did. Everybody's going to be like, what? (laughs) So it's weird to me because like now I'm so like engulfed in the birthing at home culture that it's not like, I don't, I mean, it's interesting, but I probably not to the average Joe. So yes, my last birth was like my most exciting Mm -hmm. and it was my best birth. Um, I do have a YouTube video out on my page if you want to know, like, the nitty-gritty details. Um, so, yeah. Some I, people might. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would, I'm would. i not shy. Like, I will tell you it all. Um, but, yeah, my husband was there. My photographer actually walked in while I was in the pool eating cereal and started taking I do pictures. remember that. <laughs> in your video. <laughs> I was hungry. 
it's so funny because with my my last one uh that i my last baby that i had in april it was so weird this time they were like yeah do you want food and i was like what you're allowed to eat food while you're in labor (laughs) like before i was like here here's some ice chips yeah i was like i want some real food (laughs) chicken and some potatoes So again, I'm just going to say, wow, that, I mean, I've always been fascinated by water births, um, but just, how did you know you could do it on your own? I feel like a lot of listeners are going to be like, (laughs) so intrigued by this. So I am most strong in my faith with God, like when I'm pregnant and especially during the baby or the birthing process, like I can just really feel him and his power, like just so tremendously with that. And I just knew I could do it on my own because women have been doing it on their own for thousands of years. And it actually wasn't until recently, like the last hundred years, that women have been able, haven't been able to do it by themselves, which Mm -hmm. I could actually do a whole podcast with you on that. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like I did educate myself and then I educated my husband on what we need to do on certain situations, like just in case things don't go smoothly. Yeah. I have had giant babies so yeah you do have big babies I, I was like I don't know if that's for me yeah my babies have all been like between I think the youngest or the smallest was like 8 1 or something and then my biggest was like 9 9 9 10 I don't remember oh. but that, I mean not nothing compared to you gosh the first one was 10 and a half the second one was 12 and then the last one was 8 13 <laughs> Easy. She's, she was tiny. Okay. But you've had had help with um, midwives helping you. How many births uh, did you have a midwife helping you? Yeah. So I've had one midwife birth, and that was my fourth baby. Um, okay. My first three, I had an OBGYN in the hospital. And if I could have, I would have brought him to my house. Like, I loved him. And it's not that my midwife was bad, but I had a great relationship with him. Who did you have? I had Gudwagen, and he's <gasps> retired now. Did you? I have heard, like, you either love him or you hate him. So, did you right. love him or hate him? Oh, I loved him. Okay. He was so, he was so personal. The he doctor was. that I had this time, like, he is really knowledgeable, but his bedside manner, I'm like, just talk to me. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, okay, so you've already said, okay, so how many home births have you had? So, I've had two home births. My four, okay. baby number four was with a midwife and baby number five was unassisted. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. And I okay, suggest so on, it. <laughs> so on top of all of this, so we've already talked about your homeschooling your kids. You did make soap, but now you're not. Yeah. <laughs> and then you gave birth to your children, two children at home. You post that you still working, you're still working out. Mm-hmm. Like, I was kind of amazed. Gosh, what was it? Like a few weeks after you had baby number five? You started posting workouts? So, yeah. I Like, with him... Well, I started walking, like, within a few days of him being born. Um, if you can't tell, I'm a very energetic person. I have a lot of energy. Um, <laughs> That's not I just think, the coffee talking. No, right? no. Normally, <laughs> it is. My, like, it's in the genes. Um, I think I want to say, like, a month after he was born is when I actually started... Um, working out again, which to me at the time it's it's easy workouts. To like a normal person, it's probably not easy workouts. Mm-hmm. I did work out. I think I was doing the workouts that you started after birth, 
I was doing them up until like three days before I gave birth. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Which did really help, like, to go through that process mm-hmm. <laughs> of pushing a person out. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I am definitely taking my time right now. Yeah. <laughs> getting back into that. So, how do you balance everything? Your faith, your family, everything else? How do you keep everything kind of in check? So, I am a master planner. Like, I plan everything. And I, I treat motherhood as a career. So, like, if you go to work, you're going to schedule your meetings with other people. And it's the same mm-hmm. thing for me, except my meetings are usually interrupted by little voices. <laughs> um, and I definitely would not say I'm balanced. Like, in fact, I'm far from it. I have high expectations of myself, and I fail daily. Um, and, but with my faith, like, luckily I have it because I can give myself grace daily and remind myself that Jesus knows that I'm in the thick of it and he's okay mm-hmm. with me getting interrupted by children. And <laughs> in fact, he's probably like, yeah, that's awesome. So he understands that like while I'm folding laundry, my prayers are just as genuine as they are when I'm on my knees, eyes closed, which <laughs> let's be honest, that barely happens anymore. Um, he understands that some days I only get one verse read instead of a chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, but like balancing my family, it's really easy because I do homeschool and my kids are not in a bunch of activities. So we spend at least 90% of the week together. Um, oh but as far as everything, <laughs> like, I, I don't know my kids and everything. So they're learning with me. Like I'm learning, learning with them. They're learning with me. I have a child right here. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I've, I've, I've said before to certain people, like I've had seasons of life where you know I was at home I worked from home and it fit for that time but that's definitely not for everybody no no, Um, it's not it's tough but no I get it and and it's hard um so right now you know with baby number three I am you know nursing her and yeah like you said like you know you got to kind of just squeeze in not like squeeze in you know, like your devotional time. So yeah, when I get up to feed her, whether it's, you know, midnight or four o'clock in the morning, you know, that's when I am doing my Bible app devotionals and that's what works for me. (laughs) Okay. So let's get more into your marriage and your husband. How do you make time to prioritize date nights with your husband and how do you prioritize yourself? Okay, so this is where I fail the most. Um, please, can you go? Can you go bother Dad? Thank you. <laughs> you have another parent. <laughs> I don't know if they know that, but they do. <laughs> um, so me and him have had the conversation like a million times about how we don't get to spend any one-on-one time together. Mm-hmm. But there's just not a lot of people out there I trust to babysit that are capable of handling all of my kids at once I totally Um, get that (laughs) yeah so it's not really in the cards for us to like you know call up a teenager and be like come over um because too we live out of town so it's not Mm -hmm. just for an hour like we have to drive an hour away spend an hour on a date and then drive an hour back so we're looking at a minimum three hours that's a lot of money yeah Um, so dates just really aren't a thing for us um every once in a while we do get a random errand together though um, so yeah, it's like for now we pray together every day. Like even if it's like in the morning as he's rushing out the door, like that is 100% getting done every day. Um, mm-hmm. eventually we'll be able to go on dates, but for now it's basically we drink coffee together on Saturday mornings with the kids all around us screaming. <laughs> um, yeah. Just and living then, the dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and 
prioritizing myself this has been a huge struggle for me huge the last like three to four months mm-hmm. so I'm trying to find time especially now since I've lost my daily workout time to like kids waking up I'm not by myself in the mornings anymore so like I used to wake up between 4 and 4 30 and I would get you know hours to myself before the kids woke yeah. up like a lot of moms stay up late like I wake up early yeah um now that doesn't happen and I still wake up at that time but I'm only getting like 30 to 45 minutes if I'm lucky before one of the younger three are waking up um so yeah me time isn't happening and I'm trying to remind myself constantly like okay moms in the early 1900s used to live and they survived without me time like I'm gonna make (laughs) it through this oh my gosh it's a struggle (laughs) okay so now let's get more into your other I don't know if I should say hobbies um you're into hunting. You, you're into archery, right? Yes. So archery is my favorite way to hunt. Um, but I don't really have the time to put into it like I would like, like especially the last few years. So I don't get out much. Um, I do practice a lot, but I don't get to go out actually <laughs> hunting with my uh, bow and arrow anymore. But I do rifle hunt. Um, it helps that I can literally hunt off my butt back deck if I need to. <laughs> um, but yeah, rifle doesn't take up near as much time as archery does. And how did you get into hunting? So my dad's family is actually like super redneck. So I've always been surrounded by that culture. Um, My husband like really got me into it though. So it's like something you guys can do together. Yes. And actually, so when I did daycare, um, every Thanksgiving week, I got the entire week off for hunting season because that's the first um, week of hunting season for rifle. And we, well, we don't do it anymore. Now we hunt separately. But when we first started, it was like a bonding thing. (laughs) That sounds fun. And you hunt, like you said, you hunt your own land. Yeah. And I actually prefer it that way. I love being able to know that I harvested the meat just in my backyard. And you just put it in your freezer, right? Yeah. So we process it all by ourselves. And then I can it. (laughs) Oh, wow. See, you're so, I'm going to come live at your house when the zombies come out. See, my hobbies are like... They're beneficial to everybody. (laughs) So do you know how much land you guys own? Yeah. So we own what like most people like you guys would call a small farm. We call it like a big acreage. Um, So like I said, it's been in my husband's family since 1898. Um, His great great grandma's house is still on the property. It's not in good shape, but it's there. Um, she didn't start out with that much land, but Rusty's grandpa actually bought like surrounding land. And then when he passed, it all came down to us. Um, okay. And we're big into soil health and like regenerative agriculture, so it's really fun for us. Do you guys grow any crops or? No, we are actually. I mean, besides my garden, we are all grasslands. Okay. Is hunting something you've gotten your kids into? Um. Yes and no. So my daughter is old enough to go hunting, but she's choosing not to. Um. My eight-year-old son just turned eight. He just got a twenty-two rifle for his birthday this year. Um. So he'll probably be getting a tag next year. We aren't forcing them to go hunting, but the options there. Um. We are teaching them all to know how to shoot, though, and all about gun safety. That's good. My husband would like to do that probably with our kids too. Come on out. <laughs> all right. We should. You should. I don't think I. I don't think I've ever been to your house. My Maybe kids wait have. Maybe until the springtime though, because it's pretty cold now. <laughs> My kids and my husband have all been to your house, but I haven't. I forgot about uh, that. It's when you had goats and they yes. came over <laughs> for like a week. 
it just gave you practice to have yeah, all right? these extra kids at your house. <laughs> okay, now I'm, I feel like I'm saving the best for last. Uh, besides, you know, the home births. <laughs> there are so many interesting things that you do, but on top of all this, you have bees. I don't know, is it just called the hive? Yeah. It's, at, it's by your house. I, I don't know where you keep your bees at. Yeah. So we actually, like, we move the uh, bees. We've had them in different spots every year. Um, so we move them in to, like, a garage shed thing for the winter. Okay. Um, and then we move them out to pastures and stuff spring summer fall but yeah so i have these um they're so important for the land but i also get honey from them so i'm actually like wondering why everybody doesn't have bees <laughs> and i do i only have three hives right now one hive died last winter oh no so i used to have four um i wish i could have more but right now that's all i can keep up with i do wish though that i could be one of those cool people that you see like without any of the suits on but i can't do that <laughs> But you've, even with your suit, like, you've gotten stung. Yeah, so, like, my helmet thing, like, when I put my head down, um, sometimes the net will go against my neck, and I get stung in my neck a lot, which every time I get (laughs) stung, it's, like, getting worse every single time. So I think I might be a little bit allergic to it, but, um, like, last time, I actually had to go to Walmart and pick up some stuff, because I was like, yeah, my throat's swelling pretty bad. (laughs) <laughs> you just walk in. You just walk in with a swollen yeah, neck. Yeah, and everybody's like, what? What is that lady doing? Okay, so you grow specific flowers to attract the bees and butterflies. Um, is there anything you don't grow in your garden? Because from your social medias, it just seems like you have quite an extensive list. And I think you add to it like every year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So there's... A tremendous amount that I don't grow in my garden. Um, every year the garden does get a little bit bigger because every year I'm finding more products that I want to try. Um, this mm-hmm. year, my garden this year, huge fail. Oh, Almost no. everything I had planted got ruined. So I got the garden in late. Thank you, baby. And then we actually <laughs> live in a valley um, and we actually got an early frost. Like I'm going to oh, wow. guess a month, a month and a half ago, we started getting frost in the morning. So oh, everything no. got ruined. Like I wasn't able to like I normally can, like spaghetti sauces and all the things. None of that happened this year. So, oh no. But we are building a sunroom on our house right now. So that gives me a lot more room to start seeds next year. So stay tuned for more. Yeah, I've seen your Snapchat, is how I stay tuned into your life. Yeah. <laughs> so, is there anything else that you would like the podcast listening world to know about you? <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's so much about me, but I kind of just want to give encouragement to everyone. So you guys are only hearing like 1% of my story. Like, it sounds like I do all these things and I'm awesome, but... I mean, you are awesome. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Let's take that back. It sounds like, I don't know. I don't know. You're making me sound a lot better than I am. (laughs) Um, But I came from a childhood of like poverty and I had insane odds stacked against me. Um, I actually have recently started seeing a counselor and she told me that I should not have turned out the way I am. Like, she's very surprised I'm not, like, addicted to drugs and, like, on the Vegas Strip, basically, is what she said. Um, (laughs) You're like, thank you? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, is this a compliment? I don't know. But everyone makes their own story. Um, It's never too late to change your path, change your mindset, trust in God, and change your future to what you want it to be. You know, I've, I've kind of heard the same thing about myself. Like, how did you turn out the way you did? Again, not addicted to drugs. Right. 
thank you. <laughs> okay, so before we go, if you could be a superhero, who would you choose? I know I've already stated that, in my opinion, I feel like you already are one, but do you have a favorite? Okay, I'm going to ruin this question for you. I don't really know a lot about superheroes. Like, I know Superman, Spider-Man, the Ninja Turtles, but that's about it. So, like, honestly, superheroes to me are, like, the great-great-grandparent generation. Like, those guys were tough. Yes. So, yeah, sorry, I made that question lame. No, I I love that answer, because I definitely agree with that. Um, There was a time where we didn't have, like, a washing machine (laughs) or a dryer. And so I called my grandma and I was like, how do I wash my clothes? And like by hand, she was like, okay, fill up your tubs with water. And she just walked me through the steps. And I was like, what would I do without my grandma? Oh my goodness. I love it. (laughs) So, all right. Well, thanks for joining me and sharing a little bit about yourself. It's been great getting to know you a little bit more and sharing all that you do with our listeners. If you're on YouTube and want to catch up on more information from Amber, again, her channel is 1898mama. And like she said, she'll be kind of updating some of our content soon. Tune in again next week as we'll have another special guest. If you like what you've been hearing on our show, leave us a review and click on that subscribe button. And remember, your story is worth telling. <laughs>